First of all, what we're going to be covering today, um, we usually take about two hours to go over this. We're gonna be giving it to you in a super turbo edition of 45 minutes to possibly an hour. We might go a little bit over and I wanna make sure I can answer some of your questions. So we're gonna go over this to understand list like a boss, we're gonna break it down into four sections, okay? We're going to have the pre-appointment. So number one, if you have pencil and paper, you're gonna to wanna to get this down. Pre-appointment, at the appointment, at the table, and then the close, all right? We're gonna hit on all four of those. So pre-appointment, at the appointment, at the table, and the close, all right? Each one of them are extremely important. You can't do one very good without the other. They all have to be firing at a very high level for you to have success and to build trust with the seller and basically win the listing, all right? So for those that don't know who I am, I am Brendan Bardick uh, with Brendan Bardick Real Estate Coaching, um, where our mission is to train the most elite agents and coaches on earth. I've been selling real estate for almost 20 years now. I've sold over a billion in residential uh, real estate. I've been an assistant. I've been an agent. I always tell this story. I've you know went out and went out you know started out as an individual agent or excuse me after I was on a team went and became an individual agent. Then I built my team. Uh, I own a brokerage. I have you know investments. I covered probably almost every gambit of the real estate game. So I'm here as a resource for you guys. Take advantage of it. You get an hour with me. Ask questions. If you're if you're stumped, just don't think you're the only one. If you don't get it. Just let us know. Raise your hand. Ask a question. We're here to learn. Um, so it's a safe spot, skate spot, right? Like, like here's where you can be safe to figure out what you want to work on. But if you're not asking questions, then you're probably either not paying enough attention or your ego is telling you that you think you've already got this. And I can tell you, I, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. I still find things to work on every single day. So the pursuit of mastery, as you know, is 10,000 hours. This is going to be the first hour for some of you. This might be the 50th. This could be the 10,000th hour for some of you and congratulations, but take it serious. It's your entire profession, your entire career in this presentation. All right. So let's jump in. So we're going to start and let me just get my beautiful screen share here. There we go. All right. So list like a boss. We got that piece. Let's go into... What's most important when selecting an agent? Now, for those of you who've joined me for some of these classes before, you're going, oh, I already know what he's going to say. And, and that's fine. I really want to beat this into your heads. And then for the people that are new joining us to make sure we're crystal clear. So what's most important when selecting an agent? Right? What do you think? If you're thinking about it right now, put it in the chat box. Let me know your thoughts. Come off of mute. What do you think is the most important thing in selecting an agent to list your home? What do sellers want? Don't be scared. It's okay. Knowledge. What's that? Knowledge. Okay, great. Knowledge. Thank you, Jenny. Okay, so knowledge. What else? What else comes to mind? Top dollar. Say it again, Paige. Top dollar. Top getting top dollar. dollar. They want dollar dollar bills, top dollar for their house. So knowledge and top dollars. What else? I would say communication is up there on the list. 
Yes, Nancy, communication. Excellent. All right. So Google did a massive survey and their results were broken down into these categories here. So let's look at those. Maybe. There we go. All right. So when surveyed, and they surveyed thousands and thousands of sellers, trust was 49.3% of what a seller said was the number one thing they looked for when selecting an agent to sell their home. 49%. Look at the rest of the categories. Then next down from there was experience. Did they have the experience, the validity to, to represent me and take care of me? Negotiation skills, 11% picked that agent because it was a personal reference from someone else that had used that agent in the past, so a referral. Works fast. Again, they, they don't care about how much they, they received. They cared about how quickly can this painful piece be over and I can be done with this process. And then the very last percentage, 2% picked their agent based upon their personal brand, Right? So, you know, I, for all of you guys out there that have you, your picture with your three dogs and it's adorable on your business card, they don't care, you know, and I'm sorry, I know you spent 10 grand going to you know, some marketing thing that, you know, you have calligraphy signature and all this beautiful, they don't care. They don't care. You could have all of that. They want to trust you. So if we start with that first premise of understanding, okay, if we take it all out to the side, I could suck at over 50% of these things, but if I become a master at building trust, I'm gonna win, or at least I'm gonna win a pretty decent amount of the time. Now, we get really good at all of these, you're gonna knock it out of the park, all right? So, so remember that what we're looking at is how do we build instant trust with our clients how do we build instant rapport? And how do we basically, let's be honest, make them fall in love with us? I want to work with somebody I like and love much more than somebody that's a jerk that might sell the most houses. And I used to be that jerk. I would walk in, I'd be like, I sold da 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 da. And you know, I had I had a very old school system. I was like, I'm the best. I don't even have any hair. I'm moving so fast, my hair flew off. I was like, I can get you top dollar. I, I have more knowledge. And then a new agent would win the listing that was literally licensed for four months. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, did you not hear all the things I said? And they go, we just felt a better connection with her. We just felt a better connection with her. And I had to redesign my entire thing around it. It blew my mind. And, and you know, this, this would happen not often, but when it did happen, I go, what piece am I missing here? So I go back to the drawing board. Okay, yeah, I told them I was great. Yep, told them I was awesome. You know, they didn't like that. I, I had a suit on with a tie. That still didn't seem to do enough. Uh, I went through my whole check down and I was like, you know what I'm not doing is I'm not taking the time to build the trust, to build the rapport. I'm not really listening enough and I'm talking too much. Okay. So we're going to really dial in on how to do that today. So as we go in, when we know what's important to a seller, so first of all, we just went through how do they select an agent? Now what's important to them? All right. So Zillow surveyed, and this was from their 2019 survey. You guys can go online and, and pull this up. It's, it's public knowledge. It's amazing. All these surveys that Zillow's have, Zillow has completed. Number one was that they can find buyers. That's what they want you to do. <laughs> Hello, duh. Find buyers for their home. 
They want to guide throughout the entire process. They want to make sure that you can negotiate on their behalf, that you promote their listing. Okay. And this was in order as the most important to the least important. Determine their list price. How interesting is that, that that's not in the top three, right? When we'll talk about that. Host open houses and do uh, buyer tours and uh, broker tours. Provide legal advice, which again, we shouldn't be doing, right? Because <laughs> we are not attorneys. We don't provide legal advice. Video and photography. Wow, look how low on the list it is, right? So video and photography. So this is what they want you to do in order of most important, okay? So, so make sure you have those writ, uh, written down or take a screenshot of it. Because again, if you're delivering in your presentation that you do all of these things, you're going to have a much higher success rate. Much higher success rate. All right? So the first part of this is what we talked about in section one, pre-appointment. And the pre-appointment, Anna's going to put this uh, attachment in the chat box for all of you to be able to utilize. And I hope you do just download it. If not, it's on our uh, Facebook group page. You can go there and, and immediately get it. Um, but this is what we call the listing lead trust qualifier. Okay. It is a powerful, powerful tool for when you're setting the listing appointment or on the phone, let's say you're talking to an expired or for sale by owner, a past client, a center of influence, and you get to that part where, yes, I set the appointment. A lot of us set the appointment like, okay, goodbye, see you later, I'll be there, right? And you hang up the phone real quick because you're like, I got to get out of this call before I screw something up and step on my, you know, you know, you know, screw this up, right? So, so that's what you do. You jump off the phone, but you don't have all of the information that you need to have a successful appointment that was going to build the trust, okay? So Anna, let, let's just kind of, I, I love to just quickly pick on Anna as my role play partner because she's so good at it. So we can go through this. We're not going to go through all of this, but let's just pretend Anna was a seller. And we're going to skip a couple things here so we can kind of ad lib. Ad -lib. So, so Anna, oh, I'm excited. So I've already set the appointment. I look forward to meeting you tomorrow at 6 p.m. at your beautiful home. And Anna, just to make sure I have all the accurate information, can you confirm your name for me, your phone number, your email address, and the, the property address one more time? Okay, I would make sure I have everything perfect there. So Anna, when was the last time you sold a home? Uh, it's been a couple of years. I think 2009 was the last time I sold a home. Oh, 2009. That's exciting. Okay. And how did you like that experience? Uh, it was all right. It wasn't my favorite. It was super stressful. Oh, what was stressful about it? Uh, the realtor that was recommended to me was just really unprofessional and she didn't do a good job communicating. So we just kind of had to get through it. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Okay. So yeah. communication seemed to be a, a problem there. Was there anything Anna, that she did that you liked best? Um, I mean, I think she, I mean, she obviously knew what she was talking about. Um, she just didn't do a good job explaining it to someone who was selling a home for a first time. So I understand. Okay. And if it was the perfect situation Anna, when would you like to have the home sold and be in your new home? I mean, as quickly as possible. I mean, we're already behind our timeline on getting into the new house. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So behind the new timeline, that's stressful. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. And before I come over, I'm going to prepare a very detailed market analysis for your home. Is there anything that could impact the value of the home, good or bad? For example, any updates or renovations or on the other side, anything a buyer might have concerns about? 
Mm. We just remodeled our kitchen um, maybe a year ago, um, and I know for sure the roof is going to need some repairs. It's It's been a while since that's been taken care of. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Then guys or guys and gals, I would go through the rest of these questions. So we're going to fast forward to past 19. I'd get all the details about the home. And then I would move on to just making sure I set what we call the standard. So Great. So the next thing you know, I'm going to do is I look forward to coming by tomorrow at six o'clock. When I come over, we'll go over the market analysis to establish the highest price we can sell the home for. We'll review the estimated net sheet so you know exactly what you'll be walking away with. And number three, I'll explain to you what I do to get sellers the highest price possible. So again, I'm excited and I look forward to meeting you tomorrow night at six o'clock. All right. So of course, for you, you have your appointment date and time. Now, at the bottom of this sheet, you see three little uh, pictures, a tiger, a dolphin, and a turtle. All right. So if you're looking at the, the thing, you have a tiger. What I'm doing is I'm establishing what personality style do I believe this person to be from asking these questions on the phone? Now, how do you identify each one? The tiger is going to be short and going, get to the point, get to the point. Yep, yep, good. Yep. Okay, blah, 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 blah. The dolphin, which is 95% of all realtors, you know, eh, they're going to be like, oh my gosh. So before you come over, who do you know? And oh, what do you, and what do you think of that? Like, they're going to be talking and talking and talking and you're going to go, great. I've got a dolphin, right? And they're going to care about who I am much more than the process of getting it done. And then I've got the turtle. The turtle's going to be like, whoa, slow down here. You're going way too fast. And they're going to slow it down and they're going to go, wait, wait, wait. So you're going to come over tomorrow to my home at six o'clock. Okay. Six, six o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Excellent. And I don't have to sign anything, right? When you come over, I'm not going to sign anything, right? You're just going to, it's all informational. Like I'm, you know, I'm not signing anything just so you know, I'm, I'm real cautious. I'm not signing anything. I'm going to take it nice and slow, right? You want to know what animal you're dealing with so you can prepare your presentation around that personality style. You go and do a turtle presentation to a tiger, he's gonna kick you out of that house so fast, you're not even gonna see what happened, right? You go into a dolphin presentation and you're just going, here's the numbers, where do you wanna sign? She's gonna look at you and be like, wait, we haven't even had a, a glass of wine yet and you wanna get straight to the business, right? It's very important and this is a piece that all agents really skip over because they just go with one presentation to each thing. They're like, da, 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 da. if they don't like me, then I don't care. And then you lose because they don't care about you. They care about them. Okay. Whatever your mom told you was a lie. No one cares about you. It's a lie. I'm sorry. Right. They care about themselves. Okay. So be real clear on that. This is a powerful sheet. All right. So, well, even bigger, right? So time is money. Get to the point. What's the bottom line? charismatic and outgoing with the dolphin, use humor, tell stories, per, uh, people, persons. And then with the, the turtle, business-like demeanor, think objectively, value, uh, value steadiness, cautious. They want to know about what kind of lockbox you're going to use, who's going to be entering their home, what's the pre-qualification process you use, all of these things. We teach an entire course on this, so we'll, we'll go over this in detail, but just wanted to make sure you had a taste of what you're looking for. All right. The next thing in the pre-appointment is research the seller. I'm going to stalk this seller. So we start with social media, right? Then we go into LinkedIn. I go in there, Google, and I just Google their name to see if I can find anything that comes up. 
We pay for extra or extra information from a company called Nexus Lexus, right? There's companies out there that'll do what bounty hunters use to find people. I want to know every single thing I can, as much as I can, so I know what I'm walking into. So I know if, hey, if my, if my seller was uh, or is an accountant and runs an accounting firm, do you think he's probably going to care a little bit about the net sheets? Probably, right? If my seller is a, um, works for a nonprofit and is super heavy into philanthropy and is on all kinds of boards and all of this, am I going to bring up my philanthropic uh, things that I do and help the community? Of course. Is that going to build rapport? Yes. Are they going to go, great, you're not a scumbag. I'm not either. Let's do business together. That's very important. So I need to know who they are. Next, right? Before the appointment, you've got to get prepared. All right. So we're going to send our pre-listing package. And our pre-listing package is going to look, and I'm going to stop my share here just for a second. So it's going to look, you're going to have your, your value proposition, right? So this is what we call our marketing plan of action. If you do not have a marketing plan of action that is beautiful and shows all of the gorgeous things that you do to get home sold, right? In full color and that's super sexy, you need to have this, okay? This is what gets you six, seven, eight percent in commission and value, okay? Right? If you don't have one, uh, Anna will post some links in the side chat on how you can complete this. The reason we do all of this, and, and just so you guys know, we come from a place of value, we could give you every single thing. And, and I was talking to Anna about this this morning, and, and you can look at this. Let's just say that you were, take a moment for a second and think about it. If you were new to snowboarding, right? You wanted to learn how to snowboard. You could come and I could give you a $700 snowboard. I could say, look, here's this amazing snowboard. It's state-of-the-art. It's unbelievable. We go up to the mountain. You go, cool, cool. I got this new snowboard. You strap into that snowboard. And if you try to go down that mountain and you've never snowboarded before, you're going to die. You're just going to die. Or you're going to get seriously hurt. And everybody's going to laugh at you, right? So you can have the best tools but if you don't know how to use it, you don't have somebody holding your arms so you don't fall and bust your face or do any of these things, it's going to be very, very difficult to ever have success with it or even enjoy it. And I see a lot of agents out there and they go, oh, yeah, I got this cool packet thing that I use and I, it's awesome. And, and I go, OK, cool. Well, what's your what's your listing success ratio? And they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it could be better. OK, well, it's because you didn't take the time to train on how to use it. Right. So we're going to show you what to do. And then we're going to show you hopefully here how to use it. So you can get, you know, again, don't fall on your face. All right. So when we look at the pre-listing package, you're going to send that first. So you have your marketing plan of action. You're going to have a handwritten note to the seller. Right. So Susie, I look so forward to meeting you tomorrow night at six o'clock. I put into this package, my, my marketing plan of action. I put sample marketing, Right? So I include a nice brochure and a postcard so they can touch and feel the quality that I deliver to my clients. Now, pro tip, if you don't have sample marketing, okay, you can go and just create it and use a sample stock photo house. Right? So if you look at our sample marketing, it says your address here, right? Or yeah, you're at your home address. 
Okay, and it has a, a, a standard house. We have different ones for different property styles. So I have ones for condos, ones for land, one for luxury homes, okay? Then they open it up. These are all stock photos. I didn't sell this house. I made a beautiful brochure to show them what their house could possibly look at, minus all the gross you know, wallpaper they have and everything else they did to screw up their house, but their house could possibly look like this so they can get the most money possible, okay? So if you're new, could you do this day one? Yes. Spend $20 or $50, I think they're 50 bucks. Get 50 sample brochures to have as part of your listing presentation. All right. Then a sample just listed postcard. Again, stock photo, beautiful house. This is just showing the seller. This is the type of marketing I do. And yours will look just like this beautiful card. All right. So the pre-marketing package is very, very important. And then you can have your selling option sheet inside there as well. Now, if you don't sell different options, hey, I offer a, a cash offer, sell it in 60 days or we'll buy it, list fix and list, um, our traditional program, whatever programs you offer, if you don't have those in there, don't worry. If you don't have those programs, don't put it in the present, don't put it in the package. If you've got some cool programs, put it in the package. If you don't know what I just said and you're like, I don't know what those programs are, Join us for future classes or sign up for our coaching programs and we'll teach them to you, right? But, but you, you want to have options. People love having those options. Oh, and then, sorry, I'll go back to this real quick. Here's the pro tip. Have it couriered. Anything local you can have couriered to somebody's home for $12 to $15. If they live way outside of your area, it's FedEx. Have it FedEx. Never drop it off in person. You know what successful people don't do? Successful people don't have time to come by and drop off a presentation to your front door when I'm gonna meet with you the next day. They have someone that does it for them because they're leveraged and they're super busy selling a bunch of houses. So don't drop it off yourself. Look like you are a boss, okay? All right, so why don't you have one? Well, because you didn't take a day to make it, right? You never heard of it, you're not enough time, you don't think there's any value in sending the pre-listing package, Pre-listing package is so critical to making the rest of this process so much easier, right? And if you're doing expires and first sale by owners, you have a much higher likelihood of them not canceling the appointment once they realize that you're not just some goofball on the phone, but you actually have a quality package that they may want to know more about, all right? This is marketing. You are marketing yourself because you are a marketeer as a realtor, right? That's what you do. Okay, so what, why should you do it? It sets the standard also of what's going to happen, shows you're professional and it provides value. All right, so let's look at our pre-appointment checklist. All right, so we're gonna call to confirm the appointment. I'm gonna talk about that here in a second. You need to have your marketing plan of action, sample marketing, listing presentation. So this is after you sent the pre-appointment. Now you're still, even though you mailed this, you're still going to bring another one with you because they might have not read it. They had left it in the mail. It didn't get couriered correctly. They threw it away. They don't care. They spilled coffee on it. Always bring another one regardless of what you already sent. Okay. Printed directions. I see agents screw this up all the time. You need printed directions because if you show up to a house late because it's new construction and you thought you were going to use your GPS and you've got your 2007 Toyota Corolla with GPS that looks like Atari that you haven't updated or you're trying to do this from your phone, you want to have printed directions so you get there and you know you're going to be on time. You're one minute late, you're dead. You lost this. And I can speak from experience because it's happened to me. 
Okay. So make sure. So know your list price. Make sure you have your CMA completed. You know what you're going in to list this property at. A pocket calculator. All right. You want a pocket calculator because you have your rainbow bright snow globe, you know, sparkles all over your cell phone. And, and I get it. I, I, I know that you love Tupac. When you pull out your phone and have a Tupac back cover on your phone, yeah, you're not probably going to get this listing when you have to show me some numbers on your calculator. All right. So keep Tupac in your pocket. Bring a pocket calculator. There's a lot of pockets and a lot of peas in there. Bring a pocket calculator and just a little small one. They, smell, they sell them online or in Amazon for like $7, right? There you go. You really want to upgrade it? Have a logoed one on your calculator so you look legit, all right? Because you're going to be talking about numbers. And then your CMA, your comparative market analysis that you're going to practice beforehand. That is going to look like this. That's very beautifully bound with your logo on it, right? It's very nice. Bound with the nice binding, not the cheap one that looks like you're doing your ninth grade science project. Okay, this is just an upgrade binding machine. That there's, it's not that expensive, but it makes a world of difference. Okay, and then you have your CMA, right? We teach a whole CMA class that goes through how to use this CMA. There's a video on our YouTube channel that breaks it down, check it out. And then on the back, you have a professional back cover on how they can connect with you and how great you are, okay? And then you're gonna have your net sheets in there. So you wanna have your never fail net sheets. And we're gonna talk about that here in a moment, okay? And then a commitment to sell. We talk about that, the, the, the listing agreement that you're gonna have them sign, all right? So professional advice. When we look at this, make sure you're dressed to impress. Now, going back just real quick on setting or calling to confirm the appointment, here's another pro tip. When you call to confirm the appointment, you don't do it. You have somebody from your office call or your grandma or your husband, you know, somebody, to make you look professional. So here's how, here's the play. For years, I didn't have an assistant. Uh, and I was like, I would pay the front desk gal at the, at the office and I'd say, hey, look, can you call in and, and tell them that you're from the Barta group and, and that you're confirming this appointment? And she'd be like, hello, John, this is Susie I'm from the Barta group at XYZ Company. Hey, Brendan is just wanting to call and confirm that he's very excited about meeting you uh, Tuesday at six o'clock. Uh, wanted to make sure that you received the package that he had sent over and everything. Oh, you did? Okay, great. All right, well, he's very excited to meet you. He'll be there tomorrow night at six o'clock. What does that make you look like? A boss, right? You want to be a boss, right? So that makes you look like a boss. Okay, so make sure you do that. That's a pro tip, right? Give her five bucks and keep it moving, all right? Or him. All right, personal hygiene. I shouldn't have to say this, but some of you smell and your feet smell. You're gonna take your shoes off in this home. Make sure you're not funky, right? If you just went and played top golf and then you're hitting your listing appointment on the way home, it's probably not gonna be good, right? So personal hygiene, can't stress it enough. Posture and body language. Okay. Yeah. I just, when you say that people start sitting up on this call, they're like, Oh, I'm doing it again. Right. I'm doing it again. People want to work with confident people. If you come in and you're like, Hey, my name is Brendan. I'm really excited about listening to your house. Thanks for having me over. Right. Come on. Now, unless you're matching and mimicking and they're a turtle and they're like, Hey, Brendan, welcome to my house. Then maybe you do that to match and mimic them. Possibly. We'll talk about that. That's more advanced. Right. And then tone of voice. Right, tonality is so important. So it's great to meet you. Hey, blah, blah, blah. if you're an introvert and you're shy, 
This is all fake it to make it. I'm a super introvert. Uh, there's nothing that terrifies me more than meeting people in person. You just got to practice it enough where you just get over it and you play a part. You're playing the part of successful real estate listing ninja. That's the part you're playing for the next 60 minutes. You go into that with that mindset. It's so much easier than trying to think about how you're doing it. You're playing a part until you become that part. Okay. Uh, strong, but not creepy eye contact. That should be details, nails, socks, jewelry, right? So again, now, if you haven't seen this guy, this is the tattooed realtor, right? This guy is actually very, very successful. Nothing to take away from him, right? Like we kind of, like if I put my head down, we're kind of, you know, it's, it's like my, my brother from another mother, right? This is what it'll look like if I spent more time in prison. Um, haha, more time. That's funny. That's a different story. Anyway, right? So right? You can do this and still be successful. He just has a much smaller pool of people that are probably going to be okay with it. And he probably nails all of these other ones very well. But again, give yourself an advantage. Wearing a tie or a nice dress, having nice things looks nice. I say this, people laugh at me all the time. If you have hairy hands, shave your hands. You're presenting the entire time. My hands aren't naturally this beautiful, I have to shave my knuckles so I don't look like a gorilla. That's a real story, right? Because I take it that seriously. Do you want me to be pointing to graphic? Have you ever seen that? Like you've been at a, a thing and, and someone has real hairy hands and you're just like, like Robin Williams type hair. And you're just like, holy mackerel. Like that's a lot of hair, right? It freaks you out. I'm trying to do anything I can to get an advantage to make them comfortable. Everything is thought through. Everything. Okay. Think it through. It's a presentation. It's very important. All right. So before you walk in, now we're at the appointment. So we just finished section one. Think about how much went into that section to just make sure you're prepared for it. In real time, you have a listing appointment. You know, I was doing 10 of these a week. This happens in minutes, right? You're going da 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 and I've got all my, pre, my package already pre-made and everything's all set. I'm grabbing it. I'm going. I'm ready to rock and roll. Total prep time for any appointment should not take you more than 30 minutes. 20 minutes to make the CMA, a little bit of research on the person. You already have your package and you're out the door. If you can't do that in 30 minutes, then you're not a professional real estate person yet, right? You're dabbling in real estate. If I said, Great. So, um, you know, you know, Paige, you have a, a $2 million listing appointment tonight at six o'clock. Could you be ready to go on that appointment now? A hundred percent. I love it. Thank you, Paige. Paige is ready to rock it, right? Some of us might not be on this, on this webinar, right? It shouldn't be a scramble. Like it's, it's not, I see a lot of agents, they, they set a listing appointment and it's like, whoa, I set a listing appointment. Like they're surprised by it. You shouldn't be surprised. That's your job. That is your J-O-B. That's what you get paid to do, right? So make sure you're prepared for it. If you're an electrician and you were going out on a job, you would have your utility belt, all of your tools. You wouldn't be buying them that day, right? You wouldn't be like grabbing this stuff at Home Depot on the way to the store. I know people that still don't own a lockbox yet because if you don't own a lockbox, then how are you going to be a listing agent? Go buy 10 and make sure you get them used as soon as possible. Put all 10 on your front seat to remind you that you need to take 10 listings in the next two months. Okay? Have the tools ready to go before you walk in. 
All right. So 30 minutes before the, the appointment, we are in the neighborhood. 30 minutes. We are in that, that listing's neighborhood. We are looking for historic landmarks, restaurants, schools, parks, anything that we are going to be able to recognize. So when we have conversations with the seller, and unless I'm, I'm missing this, you could have lived here 60 years, 70 years. I guarantee you there's parts of neighborhoods that you've never been in. Surprise, right? But what does every seller expect? Every seller expects you to be the neighborhood expert if you're selling their home. You can't be. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be the expert of every neighborhood. It's impossible. But what you can be is able to have a conversation and go, oh my gosh, it must be so wonderful for you guys to be right at the entrance to the Highline Park or Highline uh, Trail System. Wow, that's amazing. I love that trail. That's such a great trail. You've never been on that trail. You've never even, you don't even know where you're at. I'm just kidding. You don't lie. Don't lie. I'm just saying this is what pros do to build rapport. Okay. But you want to have talking points. Okay. We want to make sure when you're, when you're able to reference, oh, you're right by Cimarron Elementary School. Oh, I love Cimarron Elementary. Yeah. Mike, you don't even have kids. Your kids go there. I'm kidding. Now I'm just joking. Right. But you're going to build rapport and name drop things that you recognized the super target, the Home Depot right down the street. If they live in a dumpster area, oh, wow, how nice is it to be so close to the landfill? That must be convenient, right? Whatever it is, right? We're just building. I, I, and honestly, I have, I have been in that neighborhood many a times. It's called Commerce City. Just kidding. If you live in Commerce City here in Colorado, I pick on Commerce City all the time. But um, I love Commerce City. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. So, okay. Now, so make sure you can name drop these things so they, you, they trust you, right? They want to trust you, okay? All right, cool. Now, as we go into the next phase, 15 minutes prior to the appointment, I pull up to the front of the house, never in the driveway, always across the street from the home or down the street from the home. If you have a, a, a garbage car parked way down the street so they can't see it, Right? No one wants to see your Honda Civic with your cherry bomb exhaust and hear you pulling up fast and furious, right? No one wants that, right? I don't want to list with a teenager. So cool, bro, you've got exhaust, right? I don't care. And, and what I want is a successful looking person because I'm peeking out my window going, oh, well, interesting dragon decal in the car. Hmm, I don't know if I'm going to go with that guy. That seems odd, all right? If you don't have a nice car, borrow a car, get your grandma's Cadillac and rock the Cadillac, right? Pull up and borrow it. If you don't have anybody to borrow the car, take a nice luxury Uber for $19 and come out of that thing and just ask them to pull his Uber placard down when you get out. Whatever you've got to do, it starts with the perception from the second you get out of that vehicle. The other reason you're not going to park in the driveway is because after this, you're going to take coming soon photos with your, your iPhone, or if you have an Android or whatever it is, you're going to take pictures so that you can start pre-marketing this immediately upon getting that listing agreement signed. You can't do that if your car is in the driveway. Okay. If their car is in the driveway, and I'll talk about that in a second, you can either ask them to move it or you can just get around it and just, you'll come back and get the pictures later. Right. But again, don't park in there. And the third reason you park in the garage or park in the driveway. A lot of times they're coming home from work or mama bear's not there yet or papa bear's not there yet. And they walk in and they go, oh yeah, I couldn't get in the garage. Your car's barking, blocking my driveway. 
great job. You just really started off with a good note, right? Just shot yourself, okay? All of this is important. I can't stress it enough. You are a professional real estate sales person, all right? So visualize the outcome. Now, 15 minutes prior, I'm sitting there and I'm going through my affirmations. The seller is going to laugh at all my jokes and sign the listing agreement. The seller is going to laugh at all my jokes and sign the listing agreement. The seller is going to laugh at all my jokes and sign the listing agreement. This goes on for five minutes, right? I'm visualizing me putting on the lockbox. I'm visualizing the money, the check coming into my pocket. I'm visualizing them, you know, laughing at every joke. Again, just like a pro football player catching the game winning touchdown. They don't visualize not catching the touchdown. Okay. Visualize what you want. Okay. All right, cool. Recite the affirmations. All right. 10 minutes before the appointment, you're knocking on the door. Not 11 minutes, not nine minutes, not six minutes, not three minutes, 10 minutes exactly. 10 minutes. The reason you want to do this is you want to take control from the start. You're going to have that seller have them off guard instead of them waiting for you at the last two minutes going, is this guy, is this, is this Yoko going to show up or what? I want to catch them up. I catch sellers off guard and they're going, oh, I'm sorry, you're just a few minutes early. We just need to touch up a few things. What do they already feel? They feel like they screwed up. Right, that, 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 that they're letting me down and they're going to be a psychologically apologetic now because they're making me wait. If I'm making them wait or I'm one minute late, it's over. 10 minutes. Now, the other thing is if you're doing a lot of expireds and for sale by owners, here's what's going to happen. Uh, sellers are going to back up agent to agent to agent when meeting with you, right? So you have a three o'clock, they did a two o'clock. Guess who's sitting in there wasting their time, Joey goofball, the agent prior to you, and you're knocking on the door 10 minutes prior. And he's sitting there going, trying to get the listing agreement signed. Probably didn't even bring one because he didn't go to this class. And he doesn't know what he's doing. And you're knocking on the door. They come to the door and they go, oh, you're a little bit early. We're still meeting with so-and-so. Oh, no worries. I completely understand. Um, so I'll be standing out here just waiting for you. Okay. How screwed is that person inside? They are screwed, right? Because now they're going to have to be rushed. They're not going to sign a document. I'm already there at the door, right? All of this matters when you're doing that at a high, high level. So every piece is designed for a specific reason, okay? Now, we're at the appointment. So again, we're still at the appointment. So now the home tour. So when we come in, here's what's going to happen. The first thing the seller is going to ask you to do, you're going to open the door and they're going to say, hey, Brennan, nice to meet you. COVID fist pump or whatever we're doing nowadays, you're in full mop gear and you know you have your face mask on and all this stuff, right? So you might not be touching them, okay? And we'll talk about how to do this all with COVID in, in a minute. But so they're going to open the door. So great, uh, you know, Brennan, welcome. How are you? Great, nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Brennan with XYZ Real Estate Company. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me over. You step into the, the house. The first thing they're going to do is look at you and go, great. Yeah. You want to take a look at the house? No, no, no. Uh, that's okay. Thank you so much. I want to see the home in a moment. I'd really like to sit down and just go over all of your goals to make sure that we're accomplishing everything you want out of the sale. Okay. I just took control. I pivoted and I'm going to have now a chance to build rapport instead of just showing up like somebody there to put in, you know, three day blinds, right? And, oh, all right. Come, come look at the blinds. No, I'm here to build a relationship with you, okay? So hold on, let's hold down for a second, okay? 
This is a very important piece. For years, I went straight to it. And this is the piece where I was telling you I was losing at, at times. I still took a ton of listings, but I was losing several because they would go, we just didn't seem to have quite the same connection with you as we did with Melissa. And I looked Melissa up and she had one Zillow review. And I was like, damn you, Melissa, how is this possible? And then I would go into a whole screaming thing with myself and, and it, was, it was ugly, right? So now it's designed to build that rapport. And the best place to build a rapport with someone is in their safe spot, comfortable spot, right? So that's the living room. Generally, now, if there's no furniture in there, you go where you can around the fireplace, the kitchen, somewhere where you can and, and, you know, at least stand there and talk to them about your goals, but do not ever immediately go and look at the home. Right now, I know a lot of great real estate agents and coaches out there. I'm going to give you something that I, I know to be true. Some people have taught this and I heard this on one of my clients the other day where they were taught to go. All right. Yeah. So actually, I'd like to look at the house. Um, why don't you guys go and wait in the other room? I'd like to look at your house as if I was looking at it from the eyes of a buyer. This is a technique that they train, right? That they teach. Think about how crazy this is. I've met you for four minutes and I'm going to have you go unattended through my home, looking at my wife's underwear drawer, picking through all my weirdness. Absolutely not, weirdo. There's no way that that technique builds any sort of comfort or trust. The idea behind it was that, again, when you do this, you come back and you kind of tell them all the things that you thought a buyer would tell them that was wrong with their house. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that for a second. <laughs> that is not the right approach here. So again, don't be creeping through. And do you want to creep through somebody's house, house that you've never been in? That is the most weird. Uh, yeah. So please don't do that. that. That's why we don't do that. I, I just... And I'm sorry, all the other coaches out there that teach that, you're wrong. Call me and we can talk about it, okay? Um, so, so now I sit down and I reconfirm their goals, right? I'm going to go through, I'm going to take control. We're going to talk about our listing qualifier and I'm going to go take them back through it. One of the things that I ask them first question is, so tell me, Anna, when was the last time you sold a home? Now, if I ask this on the pre-call, that's fine. I'm just going to reconfirm it. I'm going to go through everything almost on that listing sheet just to reconfirm because if they talk, they go high resistance level to low resistance level. The more they talk, the more they feel comfortable with me, the more they know that I care, the more that I'm learning because I do care and the more that I can be attentive throughout this entire process and make sure I can actually help them. All right. So build that rapport. Take your shoes off. Again, pro tip, make sure you have some nice smelling feet. If you have to change your socks in the car, do it. If you have busted stockings, which I've seen plenty of girls with pinky toes you know, poking out of their, their things, make sure you are ready to go and look like a normal person. Start in the living room, review their goals, all right? And now we're gonna set the standard while we're doing this in the, in the living room with viewing the home with a purpose. So Anna, will you role play this with me? Absolutely. All right. So Anna, thanks for confirming all that information with me. I'm super excited. Anna, the next thing I would like to do is I would like you to show me your beautiful home. I'd like to start on the main level first. Then I would like to go to the upstairs, if there is an upstairs. Then I'd like you to show me the downstairs. Then after that, I'd like to take a full 360 of the outside. We'll put my shoes back on. We'll take a full 360. And then when we're done, Anna, we're going to come back and sit down at the kitchen table. And at the kitchen table, I'm then going to do a couple of things. 
Number one, I'm going to take you through the comparative market analysis so we can establish exactly how much we can get for your home. Number two, I'm gonna take you through our estimated net sheet so you'll know exactly what you'll be walking away with when it's all said and done. And number three, Anna, I'm going to explain what we do and how we've helped thousands of sellers get the highest price possible for their home. Now, if you haven't helped thousands of sellers, Again, your brokerage hopefully has, you can say we. So we, how we help thousands of sellers get the highest price possible for their home. Leverage the word we if you don't have a track record. If you're not on a top producing team, try to use your brokerage. You know, Try to use anything you can to sound bigger and cooler, right? Now, what I just did there is I took control and set a standard. They know everything that's happening that's coming up. They know every single thing that's going to be moving forward and they know that there's no surprises and what's going to happen. What I really did there is I did a technique called objection blocking. What I do with objection blocking is when I set the standard for everything that's going to happen, they don't have to voice an objection, okay? Did I just cover everything? I covered how much, we're gonna, how much the house is going to be, net sheets, which when you say net sheets, what you're really saying to a seller is, Commission, 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 because they go, oh, NetSheets is going to have to tell me how much he's going to charge me. Then the last thing is, what the heck do I do to earn that commission? Okay. And that's it. And then I don't tell them that I'm going to have them sign an agreement. You, you don't want to go there because that's going to happen with our transition to close. All right. So all these are important. Now they can't voice an objection. If they voice an objection, it's eight times more difficult to get, overcome it than if I neutralize it by showing them before they can say it. So I don't want the seller. If you're having a presentation and the seller ever comes out and goes, yeah, before we even look at the house, what do you charge for commission? Okay. That's going to be difficult because now he's voiced it and I've got to get past it instead of him knowing that it's coming in my presentation. All right. So this is a very important piece. All right. Now, after we tour the home, we're going to sit in the, at the kitchen table Seller psychology, I want both sellers across from me if at all possible or cornered, never on pivoting sides. So if we're at a kitchen table, I don't wanna to have to play ping pong left and right. I want them in front of me or catty cornered. This is tough because I do a lot of divorces and they wanna be as far apart as possible, right? They, wanna, they don't even wanna be in the same room together, but you wanna be able to explain this to them because as a professional listing ninja, you're going to be presenting your information to them on the table upside down. Yes, and you are gonna to have to learn how to read upside down. That is what the top professionals do. We practice it, we teach to it. There's some techniques that are gonna make it easier for you to do it, but you need to learn how to read upside down, okay? So 90-10 rule, obviously what we're looking at there is you don't wanna just sit there and talk the entire time, right? It's 90% of you hopefully listening and 10% of you presenting, all right? Make it about them. Say their name a lot. Oh, ho, 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 Susie and Bob, that was so funny joke. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, John, yes, yes, we are going. You know, just they love it. Every time I hear my name, it gives me a little pleasure point in my brain that, that turns me, that gets me going, right? It doesn't turn me on, but gets me going, right? Right? Cool? Say their name a lot. Block the objections, don't handle them. Address everything in your presentation that you think could be a possible concern so it never leaves their mouth. Use stories to leverage logic. 
So on every presentation, every page in our presentation, present some sort of story that makes them realize why it's important. Here's what I hear. I see agents do all the time, right? So Susie, my, my company is the number one company in all of the planet. Why do I care about that? What does that do for me as a seller? Now, the way to present that is I am with the largest real estate company on the planet. We have over 180,000 agents in 22 different countries. And John, the reason that's important to you is I'm constantly getting referrals from our 650 affiliate, affiliated offices from all over the country. Every single day, uh, you know, our company likes to work with people from our company. I'm getting those referrals, which makes it easier to sell all of my listings. See how that's a value? Instead of just saying, it's cool that I'm with a big company or that my company sells the most million dollar. Is, is every company on the earth, number one, it's something. Yes. If not, you're at a really terrible company. I'm sorry. Right. But everybody will spin it to be that they're, they're number one in units, solds, the specialty condos that are listed between 200 and 300,000. Like you will find something that you're number one in, right? Make sure that you know how to leverage it though and give the example why it's important, okay? All right, your primary goal is to build trust the entire time. All right, here's a great image. If you only take one thing away from this entire presentation is I want you to master the art of objection blocking. So this graph and this diagram gives you a visual of what you're trying to do. When you meet with the seller and that little frowny face or whatever, stern face, they're at 100% resistance level. Their resistance level is at 100%. Over your presentation, you want to block any concerns they have. And almost every seller has the same concerns, pricing, commission, how long it's going to take. You can add other ones on here, staging, um, whatever it is that you think they might have a concern with. I'm going to address those in my presentation. So I go from 100% resistance in 60 minutes or less, this should take you less, to a smiley face where the next natural thing for them to do is just sign that beautiful listing agreement, baby. Like there's nothing left to do because I took you from, from tough to smiley because I already addressed everything. Cool? This is huge. If you get this one thing, you can sell anything. This is the technique. All right. So now at the kitchen table, you're going to go through your pricing strategy, your CMA. We teach an entire series on this. And Anna, when are we going over that? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, our next class is on Tuesday, December 15th, where we are taking a deep dive into pricing strategies, CMAs, never fail net sheets. So this is just a little taste to get you guys ready for the 15th. And I'll pop the registration link in the chat box if you guys want to go ahead and get registered today. Thank you so much. Right. So net sheets and then marketing plan of action. That's what's happening at the table. OK, so we need to establish how much what they're walking away with, and why you're awesome, All right? Cool. So pricing strategy. We're going to talk about this next week in detail. You're going to, we're going to do a, a process called going, going from big to very local. So you're going to start out with national stats, then your state stats, then city stats, neighborhood, and then their home. All right? And I'll teach you this entire set. So to kind of go through this quickly. So great, um, Jenny, right now, there's exactly 1.2 million homes listed for sale in North America. 
In our state of Colorado, there's 36,000. Here in, here in the city of beautiful Commerce City, we've got about 3,000. And in your neighborhood, there's about nine. And so where your house fits into that conversation, okay, we're going to teach this next week. Now, when you get those stats exactly right, did I just look like a boss? They were like, damn, he knows his stats. What's up? Right? Then I look like a boss. That's all this is. But you just, all you had to do is remember four numbers, national, state, city, neighborhood, right? Four numbers. <laughs> Helps if I could count. Four numbers to make you look amazing. All right. The CMA, we're going to go over this all next week. It's a whole process and a system. So again, logical, not emotional, market stats, three most recently sold, use intelligent pricing and timing, which looks like this. So these are the two most important pages of your comparative market analysis that helps you deal with any possible pricing concerns or objections, right? They're in every single listing presentation. They're very, very easy to use if you know how to use them, okay? So we're gonna go over all of that next week. Again, the pricing and timing. Then never fail net sheets, all right? Starbucks. The reason we talk about never fail net sheets is because people want options. So in our beautiful system, we have estimated net sheets that are really, really sexy and cool. See how pretty these are and non-threatening? I wanna make numbers non-threatening. I wanna make sure when I'm charging somebody people money that things are non-threatening. You know what's scary? These are the ones from your electronics situation. Does that look scarier than this beautiful one I just showed you? Yes, this looks like a contract and scary because it has a place where I have to sign. The other one, hi, I'm just a friendly net sheet. Don't worry about the numbers. Just go ahead and sign here, okay? Right? They're very different for a reason. If you don't have these, this is where you get killed at a listing presentation. You ever been on any, you know, this is where you walk in to get that new car and it's the finance manager and he's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And, and they, you don't think the car dealership has set this up for years to make sure that that process is... You don't need a $4,400 tire warranty, you goofball, but they get you to sign it because they practice that pitch so many times that you leave with tires for the rest of your life that are double the cost that you ever really needed to pay for them. Because they got you right here with this beautiful piece of net sheet, okay? So it's the same thing. It was developed for a reason. The Starbucks analogy is with our net sheets, we have four and a half, five, and six. We use three different, different commission structures. You can do five, six, and seven. You can do six, seven, and eight. You always want three, just like Starbucks. You have grande, venti, and you know diabetes. I don't know what the third option is, right? But you want to make sure you usually don't pick the diabetes option because you don't want to feel like you know, you know, you're going that route. You usually go with the middle one and you're okay with it. Or if you're feeling a little heavy that day, you take the light one, right? But that's why there's options. There's always options, okay? Now, marketing plan of action. I know I've got two minutes left with you guys. I'm going to try to give this to you as best I can. The sexier this is, the easier job is, right? If you sell Ferraris, this is your Ferrari. But you have to know every piece of how to sell that Ferrari. You need to know where the stitching came from. They need to understand why they're paying $400,000 for for this, you know, you know, gear shifter that was made by a little old man in the south of, of Italy, right? That's what your listing presentation is. It's the Ferrari, but if you can't tell them why it's so valuable, 
it's a waste. That Ferrari just sits there and never sells. All right. So we'll teach you how to use this. Transition to close. The most important page of your listing presentation. Now we go from presenting it to getting it to just taking an order. All right. So if you want to stay with me here, great. If you have to go, I understand I'm going to give you the most important two pages of the listing presentation. It's the last two pages. Okay. These are the last two pages of your listing presentation. And I'll very much summarize them for you. It's what to do to get ready for photography and what to do for showings. And here's the pitch. Anna, will you role play with me? Okay. Now, and just so you know, as I go through this, I'm going to give it to you live on how this makes every close so easy and so smooth that they just go, okay. And they sign. All right. So this is a huge technique. Now, just like we talked about with the snowboard, uh, we do offer what we call our complete listing system. I think Anna will put a link in here. We sell this entire package that you can make yourself with where to order it, all this stuff. We didn't even start to talk about the logoed pen and notepad that you slide over to them so they can take notes when they're going through your presentation. We haven't even barely scratched the surface, but you can learn that entire program. But just like the snowboard, you could learn it or you could buy it. If you don't know how to use it and practice it, you're gonna bust your face, okay? So, so that's why we have group coaching programs, one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. This is an art. It really is. All right. So transition to cold base. So Anna, you know what? So thank you so much. This page isn't out, it, isn't out yet. This is in my notebook. You wouldn't have this sitting out. This is in your uh, padfolio. So great. So Anna, two things we need to do. Number one is we need to talk about what we need to do to prepare for photography. So I break it down into three simple things, Anna. Number one, we need to declutter the home. If the home is occupied and they've got a bunch of stuff. If their house is gorgeous, you don't have to do this. Or you can bring it up and go, your house is perfect. Luckily, we don't need to do anything. You've done an amazing job. But so, Anna, we need to declutter. I know, yes, we, we get it. You love the NRA. You have all these guns. There's guns hanging everywhere. I like guns too. I can't wait to go shoot something this afternoon. I, I'm excited. But maybe some of the buyers won't like all the guns hanging up all over the house. So we want to declutter those and take those guns and put them into the garage or a safe or whatever, somewhere else, okay? Number two, we need to depersonalize, right? And I get it, you're a Raiders fan. I don't know why, but you apparently are. And I get it, the Raider Nation, but we don't know if somebody that's gonna walk into this house maybe doesn't like the Raiders. And people are superstitious, Anna. So they wanna make sure that they're walking into something that's boring and neutral that they can see themselves living in. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then lastly, Anna, I want you to do a full 360 of the home and I want you to check and, and anything that you can operate, I want you to make sure it functions and works properly because the buyers are going to also try it. So if you grab a, a, a door handle and you know it's loose, uh, you know, I, I remember when you, when you took me into the one room and that door didn't close correctly, you told me you needed to work on that. I have an amazing handyman that I can send over that can, you know, take care of these things with you. And again, we just want it to be right. I want to get you over asking price offers. So if we can neutralize these $5 fixes, it's going to be fantastic. Okay. Any questions on any of that, Anna? No, it all makes sense. All right. And then Anna, the next page here just talks about what to do for showings. So with showings, Anna, three things, light, bright, and smelling right. Okay. Those are the three things I want you to remember. We need to let as much light into the property as humanly possible. I want all the lights on 
I want it to be bright in here because brighter and bigger means, or brighter means bigger. And then number three, smelling right. I love your 10 Great Danes just as much as you do. And it smells wonderful in here. But some people might not have 10 Great Danes and they expect it to smell differently. So we're gonna wanna make sure that we neutralize any smells in here because again, we wanna have all those senses firing. And then Anna, speaking of showings, who wants to be the first point of contact for all showings? Yeah, I'll be the first contact. Okay, great, okay, great. And then um, Chris wants to be the secondary, is that correct? Yeah, you great. can put and his then the phone number for Chris. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I'm going through this fast, but then I would just start taking the order. Okay, and then a great. So, and we talked about the handyman. You do need the referrals, the HOA. Excellent. So, Anna, thanks for all that information. You just assumed the order. So, Anna, thanks for all the information. All we need to do now is make sure that we have a calendar set up to make sure that everything happens in the time frame, so you get exactly what you want. So, with today being Tuesday, we want to schedule photography for next Monday at XYZ time because we need the handyman to come over this weekend and you to put all your guns into the gun safe, great? So Monday at 10 a.m. for photography. The next thing, Anna, is then once we have the photography and if you're doing video or a staging consultation, whatever it is, you're gonna set a calendar right now for them, okay? So the stager will come over, Wednesday will have, the, on Wednesday, Anna, I'm going to send you a preview of your home on how it's going to look when we hit the internet. Okay, we wanna hit the market on Thursday afternoon because we know that that's when the most agents and buyers start looking at the internet to set their showings for the weekend, all right? So I'll send it over, get your final approval. We'll make sure it launches. Then on the weekend, we're gonna have our open house extravaganza both Saturday and Sunday. It's gonna be amazing balloons. You would think a freaking rock concert's going to happen. We're gonna call all your neighbors, da 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 Great, then by Monday, we should receive offers. I'll re present those offers to you. If we don't receive any offers, then I'll be calling you to explain what we need to do and the feedback that we received so we have a strategy moving forward. So Anna, any questions on the timeline? No, that's very detailed. Thank yeah, you. That is, that's what I like. I like things to be detailed. So Anna, the only thing left that we need to do is just sign our listing agreement. Okay, I pull out the listing agreement. Now, Anna, with the list, or sign the listing agreement and I'll need a key for the lockbox. Okay, so sign and key. So Anna, when I pull out the listing agreement, here's a pro tip. I'm gonna pull out the listing agreement and then I'm gonna skip directly to the additional provisions page. Okay, now in your listing agreement, you can flag this in your, depending on your contract, you're gonna go to additional provisions and in the additional provisions section, what you're gonna have is verbiage that Anna will provide to you that clearly states your 100% satisfaction guarantee. See how this page is highlighted, right? So I pull out the listing agreement, I flip right to this page and I go, Anna, before we look at anything in this agreement, I just wanna let you know that this is basically a handshake agreement between me and you. This clause, and I read it to them, clearly states, right? So. The pledge of the Barter Group is to provide excellent service in the marketing and sale of your property. With this signed agreement, you have the ability to unconditionally cancel this agreement at any time. Unless, of course, we're under contract because then you'd be extremely happy and we'd be on our way to celebrating at closing. So remember, Anna, this supersedes anything in this agreement. You can cancel at any time. I want to make sure you're 100% satisfied. I just made this whole thing 
comfortable now because she can get out and it's pointless. Now I go through the listing agreement and explain the odds and ends, the exclusions, inclusions, the price, the terms, all of that. If they go, well, why is it a six month contract? Remember, don't worry about it. You can cancel at any time. Well, Brendan, uh, we wanna meet two more other agents. Don't worry about it. We can cancel at any time. You can go ahead and meet with those agents tomorrow. If you hate them, call me, or you like them, call me, I'll tear up the contract, no problemo, okay? It answers everything. This is power. This is power. You have to get good at using it. Then the second verbiage is the commission agreement. Four and a half, five and six, five, six and seven, how that works and the details of it. And then if you have a large team, you have to include all of the people that are working on your team that are helping you sell this house. So I don't know, you can stay legal, I guess. All right. So I know we went over, we're gonna go to just the last piece here. So that was the, the third piece was at the table. Last piece is close. And this is the piece that, that so many people struggle with. So, so again, Looking at the four pieces here, when we go back to closing comes from confidence, if you did everything correctly, you shouldn't receive any objections. If there were some things that you didn't address and you received the objection, download our script book, go to brendanbardick.com. I have all of our closes in there for free. Use them. But again, just like the snowboard, you're going to need to practice them, right? Or you're going to bust your face, Okay. So remember, what I want you to do right now is knowledge without implementation is stupidity. What I'd like you to do on a piece of paper is take these four before the appointment, at the appointment, at the table, and closing, and scale your or rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 of how proficient you are in each one. Grade yourself on a scale of one to 10 on how proficient you are in each one. 10 meaning you could teach it and be confident in mastery level. One being, this is your first day in real estate. You didn't even know what a listing presentation was until you came on this call. All right? So figure out your score, okay? Figure out your score. Take all four of them divided by four, and that's your report card for you being a listing specialist. Right? So if you got a seven, a six, a four, a three, and a two, or whatever, divided by four, if that averages out to 40%, you're not quite yet even a C student. That's okay. I wasn't either. I work with people all the time. They weren't either. And now they could teach it. They're masters. So it is a skill. If you ever try to do anything difficult, uh, I was thinking about this other day. Um, if anybody on the call can juggle, right? If you can juggle three balls, Sounds like a random thing. You're like, why would I ever do that? I don't know. Maybe you just learned it for some reason. Trying to do it right now, if you tried to juggle three balls, good luck, right? It would take a lot of practice for you to even get close to being able to do it. Then can you add in another ball? Can you add in an ax, a flamethrower, whatever it is, right? Then you add your flair to it. But you got to learn how to at least throw the balls in the air first. And then try it again and try it again and try it again. All right. So uh, the rest of our series, thanks for joining me, of course. So uh, Tuesday, December 15th, join us for Powerful Pricing Strategies. December 29th, Expired Hero. Again, if you don't know how to work with expireds, you've always wondered, I will teach you exactly how I've sold thousands of expired listings over the last 20 years. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, whoops, Tuesday, sell the listing in six easy steps. 
right? So Tuesday, January 5th, sell the listing. So now that you've got the listing, let's sell that puppy, how to do the pricing objection or uh, price adjustment conversations, how to market it, how to get buyers out of it. Everything revolves around the listing. So remember, are you ready, right? Do not bust your face out there trying to do this without the skills. You can have a pretty, beautiful snowboard, but you're going to eat it if you don't practice and you don't have the right people around you helping you get there. So, so join us for Elite Group Coaching. Join us for, um, again, Anna put a, li a link in there for the complete listing system. Learn the skills, understand the craft. I'm going to stick around for another five minutes, answer any questions you have. We'll go through the chat box and, and we'll start looking at those. So Anna, what questions do we have? So far, none. A lot of people have been interested in the complete listing system, and I've given my contact information out for anyone who has any questions as you purchase the system and get into it. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is if you are interested in elite group coaching, uh, we can set up a 15-minute free consultation just for you to learn a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put those details in the chat box as well, or you can certainly just email me directly at Anna at BrendanBardic.com, and we can talk about coaching because it's a, it's a really amazing program and we're excited for what we're uh, bringing to the table for group coaching in 2021. So we want you guys to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you have any questions, even after this, or you, you're looking at things and you're just confused, join us for the classes on Thursday, every single Thursday for free. We have Price Like a Pro. So you can join us for a half hour and we talk everything pricing. Uh, join our Facebook group and we'll put that link out. We put it out every single week. And then we have Thursday Throwdown, which is scripts and objection handlers that are going to make you so sharp when any time a seller asks you anything, you're just like butter and butter just splats out of your mouth and just makes it so smooth that they don't know what else to do but sign, right? I am not that good. I'm just more practiced than you. That's all I am, right? I was I, When I got into real estate, I was like, this seems ridiculously easy but I just have to do these things a thousand times so I can get good at them. And I get paid a lot of money to sit in front of people and interview for a job. Well, that doesn't sound too hard, right? And I just really took it at that level of seriousness. A lot of people take all this other stuff as the level of seriousness, which is marketing, branding, uh, my social media presence, blah, 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 all of this. That's not the most important thing. You get paid a lot of money to do two jobs, interview with sellers and interview with buyers. That's what you get paid to do. And the better you master both of those techniques, the more money, the better life, the more success that you'll have. So if there's no other questions. I'm honored to have you guys join me. Thank you so much. Uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please let us know and we'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, uh, Brendan, I do have a quick question. Please. Um, great class, by the way. Thanks so much for putting this together. I appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Um, when you were talking about the tiger, dolphin, or turtle personality types, that was one thing that I was particularly interested in. I've never even heard of that before. <laughs> um, is there kind of like a script or a class or a video or something that we can actually look look to to kind of adjust our listing presentation according to those three personality types? Absolutely, Daisy. That is so nice of you to ask. Yes. So Anna, we'll, we'll email it out after this and put it in the chat box. 
We have several, right? So when it comes to, uh, we have, of course, our entire listing, because uh, I think it's under list like a boss, Anna, and it's under um, embrace the suck. Uh, embrace the suck is a, it's a class we teach that's on video that explains these personality styles. So we brought it to these three simple animals. And Daisy, I'm glad you brought it up. We brought it to these three simple animals. We, on, in the other class, kind of break it down by celebrities. So you've got like Gordon Ramsay is a tiger, right? Then you've got Oprah, who is a dolphin. Yes. And then you've got um, Bill Gates as the turtle. And if you start looking at people in this way, and you go, I can understand, you'll start doing it now that I've said it. I just pretend there's this like video game icon above everybody's head. And I'm like, is that a tiger? Am I talking to a dolphin? Now you might have a weird combination of the tiger dolphin, right? And, and, and they look weird, but it's rare. There's usually one dominating tra trait that they have. And because they are that way, they want you to be that way. Otherwise you seem like an alien, right? And unless I'm missing something, turtles don't like to make love to tigers, right? I've never seen that combination, right? Unless you're married to a turtle, then, then that's why I'm just joking, right? But in presentation, I know, sorry, I, that was weird. But, but in presentations, people want to work with people that, that, that are like them because it makes me feel comfortable, right? When you're on, a, when you're on your first, this might get weird too, when you're on a first date, you're, you're always acting like somebody you're really not for a lot of the time because you want them to like you. You don't even notice yourself doing it. So you keep your weird bottled up until the second and third date. And then it doesn't work out and you go on tender, right? But not you, Daisy, so, you know, my friend, other friends, right? Because you're not going to come, you're trying to make them feel comfortable on that first date. It's the same thing on a presentation, Find out what's important to them. Find out their style, match and mimic that style, and you'll have great success. And I, and I think just to add to that, Daisy, I think what he's really kind of all-encompassing saying is it's not necessarily changing the, the tactile pieces of your presentation to fit those personality types. It's coming in with the same presentation and you presenting differently and how you are uh, with your tonality, the words you use, and just kind of your general uh, cadence um, is really what's going to fit with that personality rather than adjusting anything in your actual presentation. So hopefully that kind of clarified his well. Yeah, yeah, and Daisy. Thanks so much. Yeah, and just because I love this subject, here's another way of thinking about it. So you have animals, you have you have the the celebrities, and then the third is they call it the swimming pool analogy, right? So you can figure out a personality type is a tiger. A tiger will jump into there's a fence, right? The tiger will jump over the fence into the pool. Doesn't care. Doesn't know if there's water in it. Doesn't even know what the temperature is. The the dolphin, right? We'll call up all their friends, be like, yo, we're having a pool party. Like, what's up? You want to come to the pool party? Won't even think it, won't even make it to the pool for three hours, right? Because they just want to make sure everybody else knows about the party and that they're going to have this great party. And then the turtle is going to check out the pH balance, the water temperature. Is it certified and safe enough for us to go in the pool? Do I have the floaties around my arms before I get in the pool to feel safe? Okay. Those are all those kind of personality styles if you figure out what those things are, like she said on the presentation, if I know your cautious and security is a big concern, I'm really going to emphasize how we really protect you with security, right? Whether I use a digital lockbox instead of a traditional lockbox. Maybe it's that I talk to them about how we pre-screen every buyer so they don't have all these weirdos going through their home. Maybe it's I take them through every line of the contract 
So they have no concern. And they, you know what, you know what a turtle loves? Every line of the contract. So settle in buckaroos. You're there for a while. Right. And then you need the second part. You need to know what the, con the contract says so you can explain it, which is also something you need to master. Right. But you're just into it. The, the tiger, he just goes, where do I sign and please get out of my house so I can go back to doing other stuff that was more important to me. Cool. All right. So great question. Any other questions? All right. Well, guys, love you so much. Again, thank you for joining us. I wish you great success and hopefully we'll see you next week or this Thursday.